can easily teach somebody all about coffee and the skill, but like you can't really teach somebody how to be a great person. Hey guys, welcome back to Latinx Nation. I am excited to be back. Um, my name is Carla, your uh, your host, and then my co-host. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Al. Melanie. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, so we don't really have any shout-outs today. I'm, I'm sure we do. Um, we had a couple shout-outs last week with um, Ionic Boom, and it's a lot of the rallies that are happening on like the first. Uh, I know we had like a teach-in this past week with like financial aid and some of uh some of the team members from radical love we also have like a couple rallies coming up mm -hmm. um i think on the 15th that we're currently or like radical love is currently organizing which i'm super excited because it's a lot of uh these community leaders not only necessarily like through the blm movement but as well with like the movement for vanessa for um What's what's his name? Oh my gosh, we shouted them out last week. Oh, the, the guy that told us about yeah, the, no, uh, me, the the troop that was lost as well. Oh, Kiki. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of like these movements happening uh, to bring justice towards a lot of people that have been either lost because of police brutality or due to uh, just a lot of injustice in this. Uh, this system that we live in, in in this country. So um, just stay tuned on our story. We'll be putting a lot of these rallies and these flyers, these posters up and shouting out a lot of these uh, organizations that are structuring these things. And also shout out to a lot of these local businesses that are still standing hard and strong, you know, through this pandemic. That and are being supported by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. So. Um, I know sometimes I'm like, you know what, let's go get my Starbucks or do this, whatever, make it easy, go to McDonald's, go to like these fast food chains. But honestly, guys, a lot of the things that are like, like these local, like small business owners are going through and still making it through, I give them props. Oh, yeah. Most so, definitely. So keep supporting them. Like, you know, if we keep supporting our, our gente, like in, you know, these small town businesses, like, please, like. Let's keep doing it. Let's, Let's do keep it. Yeah. No, supporting keep it La, La Raza, you know, and pushing through. So, uh, which makes me excited for our episode of this week. We have Areli. Uh, she's going to introduce herself and give a little intro, uh, and then we'll go from there. So. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Areli Barrera Kratsky. I'm originally from Tijuana. Yeah. Um, I graduated to the U.S. when I was six. So, um, Recently, just became a U.S. citizen. Yeah! <laughs> Shout out to that. Ready to vote? Ready to vote? <laughs> yes! Yeah. Hey! Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, so I'm one of the owners of um, Little Waves Coffee Roasters out in Durham, North Carolina, mm -hmm. um, and Coco Cinnamon, which is the complimentary cafes. Um, uh, yeah, we've been doing this since 2010. Um, wow. Little Waves started in 2017. Our first shop opened in 2013, but we first started off as a bike. 
Um, my husband and I, Leon Grodsky Barrera, it's a nice name too. Um, <laughs> it's a cool last name, by the way. Yeah. He, <laughs> he um, I don't know where I was going with that thought. I got excited <laughs> about my last name here. Um, yeah. 2013 was the first shop and bike coffee was how we got started in 2011. Um, we started with, uh, $75 in the bank and no credit. Um, Ooh. and just like dreamed it, you know, we made it happen. We did the work behind the scenes and just mm -hmm. kept putting our like vision out into the world and mm. connected with like-minded people who also wanted to see this into fruition and, um, literally our business is bound up with community. So it, it wouldn't have been without family, friends, and community that like our business would have been. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, you know, I feel like we're going full circle because COVID is a very similar feeling of, um, really kind of going back to those grassroots, um, ways of functioning. And even though it's like kind of this like do or die kind of, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, survival of the fittest kind of feeling. Um, oh God! <laughs> it um, it, it's like definitely giving us those like nos I don't even know if it's nostalgia. It's just it, it was a lot of hard work. Um, yeah. but it it's you know it's very similar to the way that we approached opening up our business. Like right now, we're hustling and like adapting and just trying to stay open, you know, and yeah. pay our, our employees who we have about 40 employees. Wow. Um, yeah. So we have three shops in Durham and then the roastery and, um, they all get paid a living wage. So it's, you know, really important for us. Like that's the, the important part of like, how do we make payroll each, each yeah, payroll for payroll. sure. That's awesome. I think that's, I mean, that leads to like, what I was just saying, right? These small local businesses, like they're they're making it, you know, it's like survivor of the fittest, like you were just saying, like it's a funny, but it's yet so true, you know? Cause like you're going back to like, I have nothing in the bank because I have to make ends meet for a lot of these employees or uh, for my product for to open the doors. And it's like, I, I can only, I mean, I'm not a business owner, but I can only imagine like that is, that's crazy that you have to like tune back to, okay, how do we do this? You know? Yeah. How do I yeah. plug in to like making this better? Yeah. It's, it's funny because when we like, you know, first started creating our plans for COVID, um, because I don't know if you remember, but like in March, like everything just started moving so quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember sitting in the back office and like, you know, it was me and Leon and a bunch, like a few of our like head department people. Um, and just like coming up with this plan that we thought was going to last us at least a month. It lasted us four days, like wow. going from like phase one to phase two to phase three to phase yeah. four. And we were <laughs> yeah. just like, okay, cool. So that's what kind of game we're in. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of, um, hustle and grind and um we're very grateful that we're still like standing yeah you know like earlier like um it's been a uh, lot yeah, of help I from guess. like your community as well i'm guessing yeah yeah, yeah. It, it really has like we really would not be here without the community and for sure and without like, like i said like the the behind the scenes work and and it's 
I think also like the strength of our team. Like I think that, you know, we have an amazing team that it really does work together. And I don't think that our, the, the way that we've created our, the work culture and environment at Coco and Little Waves is that it's a very like team oriented mentality and mm-hmm. anyone who's very me oriented doesn't usually last that long in our business yeah. because they just kind of see themselves out the door. Yeah. <laughs> like right. this isn't for me, you know, I'm like, That's great. like, thank you for saving us the time. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah. You're either part of the family or you you, you want to make it about you. It's kind of not going to happen. It doesn't really work yeah, out. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, for us, it's like, how do we help each other thrive, right? Yeah. Like, you know, as business owners, like my husband and I, um, we're the only ones not making a living wage right now because we just got to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, and we're just like working 15-hour days or more. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, scheming and planning, like the summer you know it's like business is slower in the summer but he's really good at like thinking 10 steps ahead whereas I'm really good at doing the work you know so we I think we have a good balance balance. yeah yeah that is cool yeah were you guys like that in the beginning or was it something to get used to with each other as well I mean both because I feel like our business and our marriage started at the same time Okay. So wow. That's a big that's we a got, big step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got married in 2010 and we had known each other um beforehand and like had a really great friendship. But, you know, I I worked for him in in my first coffee job mm-hmm. um in 2009 and I felt like we worked really well together. Um okay. And I feel like it's still the case. Like, I don't think that I could be in business with him if we didn't work well together. Yeah, for sure. Um, he brings a lot to the table that I don't have. And I bring a lot to the table that he doesn't have. So it's been it's been good. And, you know, like like every relationship you kind of learn, especially the most important part is communication. Yes. And you have yeah. to really learn how to, you know, speak to each other and hear each other because we both definitely have different styles of communication yeah and you know i think that that's a lesson for every single relationship whether it's you know a romantic relationship or a partnership in business or mm-hmm. you know co-worker to co-worker yeah. um did you yeah. guys did he have the vision for the coffee business before or was it like your guys's both passions just kind of like intertwined and we're like let's do it yeah that's a that's a great question um so yeah so he had a coffee shop before um he and i got married okay um and so i was really interested in coffee I guess it seg- segues into how i got into coffee yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so, you know, I, as I said earlier, I was born in Tijuana, um, but grew up in the U.S. I, we moved to San Antonio when I was six. Okay. And then when I was 10, we moved from San Antonio to Cherokee, North Carolina, mm. um, which is a, um, a koala boundary, but they call it a reservation. But the mm-hmm. difference between a boundary and a reservation is that um, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, like, bought the land back from the government. Oh, so instead wow. of it being, like, given back, you know, like they, they basically have their own government. Yeah. Um, and so I, I grew up there, um, from 10 on mm-hmm. and 
I, I feel like, you know, most of my upbringing, I've been around a lot of like brown people or, um, yeah, brown and indigenous people. And so it wasn't until 2007, is that when I moved there? I think so. 2007 when I went to UNC Chapel Hill that I had my first like culture shock of you know like white culture um, <laughs> which is interesting though because like growing up in Cherokee like you have you know my dad is um, an entrepreneur and he moved us there because he was um, he opened up craft shops and he was selling like Mexican textiles and, and leather goods and like some of the local like arts and, and crafts from there um, and so, um, I don't know, it's just like, so Cherokee, like, you know, you get a lot of tourists. And so, mm -hmm. you know, in a sense, like you kind of experience like white culture there too, but not to the extreme that I felt in, in Chapel Hill. Okay. So that, that was really interesting for me. And so then like, you know, graduating, I, I studied Spanish and then I moved back to Cherokee where my family still is or they're like right outside of Cherokee. Um, but I knew that I wanted to like take a year to like assess, like I just graduated, I like studied Spanish, I wanted to be a Spanish teacher, um, but I still needed to like go to school more if I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. So I just like wanted to do something creative. And um, for me, that was the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. um, I saw I saw an opportunity to like allow my brain to think in a creative way yeah. within the coffee shop. But like growing up in Cherokee, like I got to see what an impact the coffee shop space actually had for the community. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like creating space and holding space for community is really important. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that until like I got to see it, you know, and I got to see like that there just the impact that it had. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I started working there and then um, 2010, all these things align and Leon and I fall in love and we get married. Oh, the perfect um, love story. Um, and he like, he had this name in his brain that he like, that came to him in that moment where you're kind of like still asleep, but kind of waking up. Mm -hmm. um, which was Coco Cinnamon, and it was inspired by like reading the history of like human migration and um, the spice trade routes, yeah. and just like 500 year cycles, right? And so those name that name like Coco Cinnamon came to him, and that's kind of the root of where our business plan bloomed out of. Mm -hmm. So like the the dream came to him he brought to the table like this name and I was like, yes, let's think about that, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, we were like on our accidental honeymoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the accidental honeymoon means that we got married after the fact that we had planned this trip to Europe. Oh, when we were okay, okay. Mm, um, and so, um, we were like, you know, this was my first time in Europe growing up in an indigenous community, you know, like I, Europe to me was just like a no thank you. Like, why would I do that to myself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, small minded yeah. in terms yeah. of like, um, pero con razón, right? Like yeah. there's a reason for that. I mean, there's that history mystery. there. Yeah, there's history, <laughs> yeah, for sure, I get yeah. you. Um, mm. 
And so, yeah, so like it's, you know, expanding my mind and expanding my like ideas of what it is to like create cities and like how you structure a city really like speaks to what is valuable to a society. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are like rushing in and we're like creating our business plan like while we're on this trip. Mm -hmm. And all the while also getting to know each other as like a like freshly new married couple, right? Um, and so I don't know, like that, it's kind of intertwined with our love story. And I guess it's, the, it's our love child, you know, yeah. like men in little waves, like it's all kind of interconnected to the love frequency. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That was intense. That was okay. deep. <laughs> Yo, you should write a book. You really should. Damn. It's about this you journey. Know, he, he's been talking about it. He's like, we just applied for Rooster of the Year, um, for Micro Rooster of the Year, and it like we like submitted forty pages of like here's what we do, you know. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe we just wrote forty pages for this application, and I still haven't written a book. <laughs> well, you know, okay, okay, we're gonna hold him to yeah. it. Honestly, though, like everything you just said, like. I would buy that book, like, yeah. just because I'm a, I'm a big coffee nerd, you know, I'm like, that's, like, my life, it's brought, like, a lot, I get what you mean about those, like, like, frequencies, like, whether it's in a love, like, relationship, like, a, but even, like, deeper into it, you know, like, I oh, feel yeah. like I have made some great friendships, some great networking connections with people over coffee, and, just the meaning behind it there's just like so much meaning behind it and like one of my favorite moments is like whenever I go to Guatemala and it's like I simply like have a cup of coffee from I don't know a little house on like the top of a mountain and this little indigenous woman that speaks no Spanish it's only indigenous tongue and I'm like and we're having this frequency of like energy that's connecting us and it's this coffee and it's Oh, it's just so much to it. <laughs> so, I know. Coffee's such a magical, like, being, right? It's, like, it's such a teacher is what I love about yeah. it. Is that, like, it's such a, like, it's a teacher. It's reflective. Like, you get to learn so much about yourself within this industry. Mm-hmm. And as business owners, you get to learn a lot about just, like, how you walk on this earth and like how you are in relationship with everything yeah right and yeah it, yeah it, it's just it's it's hard yeah. it's very hard yeah but it's very necessary and beautiful expand like expanding work yeah um, that goes beyond just like the beautiful craft of coffee you yeah. know for sure and I feel like when you're tying those two things together like we always feel like we are moving too slowly but it's because we like are so intentional about everything that we do mm-hmm. and it's like that intentionality slows us down but at the end of the day it's like worth it you know for sure for sure which i i i mean i don't know if this connects with your name but like on the little waves name i think about it you know it, it comes in little waves but yet those waves are so powerful like their consistency is key yeah so I mean I don't yeah. know if that was like the model behind your name, but it just like clicked in my in my head. I mean that's what it, that's what I thought as well when I was like looking up like everything about what was going on in Instagram at least. I was like, wow, yeah, these guys are special. Yeah, yeah, and it's like like the other day my my boyfriend he was playing like video games and I'm like 
And he was trying to explain it, and I'm like, all right, like, it's cool. Like, it really, like, the video game. You sound was, so excited not, about the video game. I, I usually I do, but that game was just not, like, I couldn't catch on. So what okay. I did is, like, he was doing his thing, and I'm over here scrolling on your Instagram. Like, and I'm, like, Little Waves, like, looking at their Instagram. I went onto your guys' website. I, like, was, because usually I'll do that, like, before interviews. Like, I'll just, like lurk on everybody's like page and like okay what are they about like what's We're professional their professional lurkers i know right <laughs> um and yeah it's definitely like that's that's kind of the vibe i got you know it's like these little waves mean so much more and then i connected mm-hmm. it with like what we call in like the coffee industry right like the third wave like we've had like first wave second wave third wave and so like connecting it to your name is like little waves like these are like there's all these waves are so interconnected with each other mm-hmm. but they've made coffee what it is now and it still is such an evolving industry and in not only yeah. farming but in like you know production and importing and roasting in every single aspect of what coffee goes through like to the point of what even drinking it like yeah. all those it goes through so many waves but yet it's like the ocean there's so many ways to it but it, overall at the end of the day it's an ocean overall like yeah i don't know i just got really too deep into it <laughs> that was pretty deep but i understand your concept though <laughs> and i've only had one cup of coffee you only today. had one cup <laughs> never give me coffee before interview. we learned that many episodes ago how many have you had today i have had a little bit of a pour over that i had and i'm drinking some espresso right now okay okay you're up for a I'm doing that to myself it's 6 30 over here already so yeah um i'm sure I'll... no worries <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome though cool cool i i had another question but i lost it because i got really deep into that thought and you know i want to comment on that i i'm so excited that like our name did that to you like that you were able to like connect all of that like it's really nice when people like kind of take their own route to getting to where our messaging mm-hmm. like you know, cause sometimes it's like it's so layered and so complex and yet at the same time it's super simple yeah mm-hmm. but it's hard to, like you know communicate that yeah. in a way that and especially for like marketing you know like for oh, yeah. people who aren't necessarily like as into coffee as we are mm-hmm. but are in like the, the idea of like supporting mm-hmm. a small business mm-hmm. or you know um open to trying specialty coffee and like, how do we communicate such like complex ideas in a very digestible way that yeah. you can connect to i yeah. feel like little bit like easy to like it rolls off its tongue it feels good yeah. but it's also about the idea of like it's not about you know when you think about sustainability and you think about health it's about the daily actions that you do on a day-to-day basis and it's those little like actions right that create bigger mm-hmm. bigger weight um yeah yeah uh, I, I loved watching you go down that <laughs> i know i know right <laughs> yeah well and it's it's funny the way we found out do you need more volume are you good oh no um, i'm just waiting oh. um well it's funny how we like found out about you we found out from a friend that the coffee shop she works at sells your guys's coffee i think and she's like you need to try this coffee it's like latin based and i'm like all right let's try it out and she gave me some of her coffee and it was the i think it's called paradise or it's like a passion one 
I have the bag. I have the bag. But um, I was looking at the blends that you had because it's a blend, and it's like Ethiopia, Guatemala, and something, and a Brazil, I believe. I could. Okay. Um, Pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I looked at that blend and I'm like, what? Like, that is, I have never seen that type of blend ever. Like, I've seen, like, I've seen some weird blends where it's, like, been Brazil and, like, Ethiopia, but never, like, a Central American coffee in there. And I'm like, and my family's from Central America, so that's, like, oh, you you had me at Guatemala. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm there. That's me right there. And yeah quality good coffee and i'm just like man i need to like subscribe to start getting this like weekly <laughs> you know so like even that like you know where it's like that connects in my mind the way it works it's like that connects to your name you know where it's like there's little waves of every single like part of different parts of the con of the world mm -hmm. not necessarily yeah. just like one country it's like different parts yeah exactly. which i think it's awesome so yeah i was gonna ask you like do you find that it's best like when you're running your business and you think of the process or like coffee, marketing, all that stuff, do you, do you try to look for simplicity or do you just let it kind of like figure out itself between you and your team to like work? In terms of like product creation or? Product creation or marketing, like what is your process? Like do you look for some simple ways of doing it or do you like brainstorm as you go forward? Yeah, I, for us, it's always ha it always has to be rooted in, in history or like celebrating um, the origins of where you know the products that we have the like honor to work with. You know, um, his like the history of cacao, for instance, is like so rooted in you know mm -hmm. indigenous and Latinx like culture. Mm -hmm. um, and the history of cinnamon and like all these really beautiful like aromatic spices and and coffee like you know like it it's always about how do we breathe a little bit of life back into the things that have become like habitual right. that we've kind of forgotten about you know and mm. and honor those those truths and those stories and so for us it's like really digging into you know we are very intentional about how we source our coffee mm. um our roastery is predominantly like women women of color and our head roaster is non-binary mm. and you know it's that's not a very common setup for a roastery. Mm -hmm. um, no. Coffee's a very white male dominated sphere. Um, the specialty industry is a very white male dominated yeah. sphere and that's changing rapidly, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, you know, um, for us, who we are really like colors how we do things. Okay. And that's, the important thing about representation and the important thing about just allowing and creating opportunities for a diverse team. Yeah. Um, it's important. It's important not just for the sake of it, but you, you like really benefit and gain so much from it, yeah. you know? Um, it's not hard. It's <laughs> yeah. not hard, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just really um, one of the things I was I was touching on this a little bit earlier about um, how like intentional we are about everything and how it slows us down. Another aspect was just that in the very beginning of opening up our business in 2013, 
or opening up our first shop was like, you know, we put out our application and the majority of the people who applied were white men who already worked at other shops. And we were mm. like, okay, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> we had to like kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out how to expand <clears throat> and really get the people that we were hoping for. Right. And I think for us, it was about like not necessarily needing experience, but just being a great person, yeah. you know, because you can easily teach somebody all about coffee and the skill, but like yeah. you can't really teach somebody how to be a great person and, or like give great service True. and like how to be open to communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for us, like going back to your question, yeah, it's, it's, it's always rooted in how do we celebrate, you know, like going back to that initial name of Coco Cinnamon, mm-hmm. you know, like it's so rooted in the, in the stories, wait for that. <laughs> so in the stories of human migration and 500 year cycles and, you know, like the, the world that we live in today is a, a, a product of that and so it's how do we use business as like patterns of buying and selling to kind of undo some of those 500 year cycle patterns and so it's really getting to understand like well what do farmers need and like what kind of commitment do they want and what kind of commitment makes sense for them and us you know and like you start thinking about sustainability and that term I feel like it's like tossed around and kind of starts to lose its meaning um but really it's like you know you were talking Carla about like all the different people that are in the coffee chain that it really does take so many hands to get Mm -hmm. it to be a cup of coffee you know like and it really does need to have like the entire chain needs to be healthy in order for our industry to continue to survive so it's like how do we within that lens and within that mindset like how do we create a menu and how do we create like you know specialty beverages and how do we create blends that like highlight our culture but also like celebrate the culture of coffee um or or maybe somebody on our team you know like how do we honor them um so yeah i think for us it's all about story and and culture and people and the celebration of that I like that. That, that, that is nice. <laughs> yeah. That is nice. Oh, wow. It's it's never gonna be like this name for the sake of being fun, you know. Like I mean, right. we're fun too, but <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it's like like empty. it's not an empty gesture. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That it's not. Awesome. That's going back to little waves, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. it's got to be. Otherwise, it's not gonna reverberate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, um, as you were saying all this about, like, it's, like, stories, you know, and and about, like, what is behind every person, you know, because every, every human being is, is a different story. It's a world of its own. And mm-hmm. I, that really brought my thought back to, like, letting the voices of our ancestors being heard, you know, that have been forgotten. And a lot of these like indigenous tribes in like Guatemala, for example, in my in my example, like there's not a lot of like, I personally don't know Quiche, I don't know uh, all these like indigenous mm-hmm. languages, but 
what I do know from them and what I have observed from them and learned, like if I were to ever open a business or whatever, whatever kind it is, it's like, that's like a model of like me showing their voice in like a creative way, whether it's in the design or in the blends or in the way we work. And I don't know, that's just kind of what comes to my mind Mm. when you were saying that. Yeah. Like a successful business. I feel like from just from experience of what we've seen, like in history, like, the most successful businesses are the ones that either bring a valuable service or that just bring value to people. And I believe that, Ellie, you do both along with your team. You do yeah. both. You know, you're telling you the story it. of our people, of the people that are like where you're from. This is what this, you're bringing it to a platform that can mm-hmm. be easily digested. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's awesome. I, I love that you're, you're doing that and you're bringing awareness and, um, and you're also providing a platform for your employees and your customers. You know, like there's people out there that don't know how to express their culture or their lifestyle or their whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, and you are providing that safe space for them to be like, oh, like this, this makes me feel comfortable. I can yeah. share this. I can like carry a great, genuine conversation with my barista that is just as confident on the culture that I'm from, you know, and, mm. you know, things like that. And it's just like a, a ripple effect, yeah. right? It's yeah. like a ripple effect and we're providing that. And it's once again, back to the name, right? Little, little waves. waves. It provides that little <laughs> wave. <laughs> you got a good name. You got you a, got good, a name. good name. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. That's awesome. Um, so is your, you said your family still lives out there, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I have family all over the place. I still have family on my dad's side in San Antonio. I still have family in Tijuana um, and San Diego. Um, I have family um, in Cherokee. So my my mom, my dad, my brother, and my oldest sister um, live in, well, it's, like, right outside of Cherokee, so it's Whittier. Mm -hmm. Um, And my, so I'm the youngest of four. Um, oldest sister Claudia is my oldest sister Claudia, then Saul, then Valeria, then me, and all of them are like two years apart from each other, and then I came eleven years later. Wow, <laughs> that's so I'm like the baby baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the my Saul and Claudia live in Whittier. Um, and Valeria has been staying with me because um, she also does her books. She's amazing. She's a great accountant. Cool. And she's also a Mexican consulate over here. So we're really close to Raleigh, which is the capital of North Carolina, uh-huh. um, which is where the consulate is. And so she's been staying with us. Nice. You have a good team on your back. Like, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have a good <laughs> team. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Um, you had a question that I kept interrupting. No, I asked, I asked my question. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, man. Oh, I thought you had another one. So, <laughs> um, so how do you, um, right now, with COVID being our new norm and unpredictable of, like, how the next thing's going to be to the next and so forth, um, how are you, what are your, like, how many hats are you wearing? Like, working barista, working a roastery, business owner, a wife, a daughter, you know, like, How's that been? Yeah, how do you manage that? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's been exhausting. Um, <laughs> I've been mostly focusing on the retreat. Um, we've been, like I said, really fortunate to be able to have kept all of our employees like employed. Mm -hmm. um, all of those who like wanted to work. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely like, you know, there were some people that had concerns about, you know, having family members at home that they just didn't feel comfortable coming into work. Yeah. Um, our shops are not open to the public. We're doing only like pickup. Um, and um, so in terms of like, you know, my husband, Leon, he is kind of the head of the retail shops. And we have this amazing like um, management team who helps us out. Um, and in the roastery, it's, we're a very small team and a lot of them also work on bar. Okay. Um, so for me, it's been like, whenever I'm needed to like, just do the brunt work of like packing coffee or roasting coffee, like I'm, I'm here for it. Um, otherwise I'm like on the computer, like planning ahead and like trying to do, um, you know, find more time to connect with Leon so that we can be coordinated in terms of for like, sure. You know, our next our next biggest like thing on our horizon is potentially a second shutdown. Mm -hmm. You know, because cases just keep going up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, what is deemed essential, and how do we survive it again? You know, yeah. so that that's kind of the next step for us is like, how do we stay essential, and how do we keep doors open and keep at it? You know, every single. Um, despite you know still standing it's still like every single day is not guaranteed like you said um, and so mm -hmm. and you know we had our first case on our team and we had this great plan in place and because of it um, and because our team has been amazing about like following protocols and wearing masks and you know sanitizing all the time like nobody else got sick that's good um, uh, one of our our team member got sick through a family member in their home, and okay. so um, you know it's it's uh, it's scary, you know, and like this is a this is a very like tough time for like you know all types of different reasons, and especially for the Latinx community, mm -hmm. you know, like they have the highest rates of COVID cases, yeah. you know, in our community, and I mean. Mm -hmm understandably you know like working in some of the like hardest jobs without necessarily having like Protocols bosses that about them you know or that are like being transparent about anything or or offering cards or yeah so yeah i mean i understand why latinx communities are at the highest rates of getting covid cases I don't know, for me, it's just, you know, how do we keep our team safe and how do we keep an open dialogue so that, you know, while when the the case happened in our shop, we just for safety measures, like everyone went and got tested in that specific shop and everyone came out negative, thankfully. And then we like waited, we, we quarantined people who were in close proximity with this person. Mm -hmm. um, just did like work behind the scenes and everyone was getting paid during quarantine and so it's like you know you think about the financials of that and like 
trying to survive on a daily right. basis. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh but it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely like possible. Right. Like and it, and you're showing doable. us that. Yeah, it's doable and I think one of the biggest things for us has just been in like open with our community and being vulnerable with our community in terms of like one, like here is how you can help us survive. Mm -hmm. Like here are numbers that we need to hit on a daily basis so that we can make it through to the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. um, giving tangibles like that has been really helpful for our like community to help us. And yeah, just being open and being like, hey, today was a really slow day. You know, like usually businesses don't want to like promote that, you know, yeah. but I, I really do think that we're in this together yeah, and sure. we've like been reaching out you know we're also wholesalers so as little waves we've been reaching out to our our partners and figuring out like how we can support them and share our plans that we've implemented mm -hmm. yeah. um and you know i think that like in durham we are a very like tight-knit community in terms of especially like entrepreneurs mm -hmm. um Durham has a very like DIY uh, entrepreneurship like spirit, um, and it's always here. It's, mm -hmm. Like this is the one of the homes of a uh, Black Wall Street, you know, like a flourishing mm -hmm. Black Wall Street here. Oh, yeah. um, and so, yeah, I think there's a lot of history, history, yeah. history. Yeah, everywhere. history, history, yeah. yeah. It's my favorite subject. So. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome because it's like we had an episode a few weeks back and we talked about how <clears throat> a lot of um, friends and coworkers have been, one, like their, their health, their financial, like their sustainability overall, like has been jeopardized due to the way that a lot of these coffee shops are managed. Um, whether it's lack of uh, presence from the owners or lack of financial management, uh, lack of just quality in the product that they're selling. And that, that's why I asked that question, you know, like it's, it's total, or that's why I say that, like it's doable. Like you're, you're showing us and you're saying, you know, that it's hard, it isn't easy, oh, yeah. it isn't for everybody. But it's totally doable to still pay your employees a reasonable, sustainable like income and still make the shop live for what it came to be, you know, and stand and have that sense of community and being able to like put down your walls of whether it's pridefulness or your ego or uh, whatever it is to be able to be like community. We are struggling and we have been here for you, like help us out in this way. We are not trying to ask for a free ticket, you know, we're not asking you to toss your money at us. We're asking you to buy a pound of coffee, to buy a cup of coffee or so forth, you know, whatever the model in these businesses are. And so I think that's like a really good point that I like to bring up is it's totally possible. Mm -hmm. And if you're in it and it connects back to, you know, what you said earlier, if the owner or the employee is just in it for themselves, it's gonna it's gonna shake up things. Yeah, it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna last work. that long. And I feel like that level of transparency that you have with your community is really, yeah. really like beneficial. Yeah, yeah I it's, mean, it's evident pretty yeah. much with everything you're doing. Yeah, it goes 
sometimes having that transparency and that genuine conversation or communication overall with your employees or employee to employer, it me, I'm, I'm only going to say it for myself. It goes further than what an employer pays me. Like mm-hmm. if, um, we need a charger that's going to die. Um, but like I, for me personally, that goes further, right? It goes further than like, than a pay rate. If an employer, it has better of a relationship with me or communications with me than saying, Hey, we're going to pay you this. We're going to give you benefits. We're going to give you this and this and this. Like, I feel like sometimes the genuine conversations and relationship with an employer and employee goes a lot further than that. But that's just me, though. I mean, no. I mean I'm mean, i not saying I don't like money. I don't like hustling. I don't like getting paid. But, you know, like. Or both. You can have both. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, like, you kind of, like, fed a little, like, hope into my heart, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, not all coffee shop owners sometimes like just are in it for themselves you know like like in in past experiences that I've had or or I've seen you know and it's like okay all right it's not all that bad you know (laughs) there's still good people out there yeah there's still good people out there (laughs) for sure yeah I think running a business can definitely test test that sometimes but for the most part it's been proof that there are a lot of really great people out there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 I mean definitely harder days than others but mm-hmm. as a <laughs> so another question I had for you as a as a Latina what are some mm-hmm. of the struggles that you have ran into within the coffee industry um yeah mm-hmm. and I'll yeah. ask and I'll elaborate a little bit more on that question a little after yeah, um, that's a great question, and I could go all day long about this. Jeez. And I've been trying to figure out how to like frame this without it getting too like negative, because yeah. um, you know, for me, it's important. There's a lot that's like I've been really fortunate that you know my partner is my partner. And um, I think for me, and especially growing up in an indigenous community and, you know, staying close to my Mexican culture, um, I think the thing that gets me the most isn't necessarily even, and I mean, it's, an, it's tied into and it is embedded in in the specialty industry. And I think it goes back to my experience at UNC Chapel Hill, but it's just like, um, some of the like toxic elements of capitalism. And, you know, like for us, it's like trying to use, we benefit from it, right? We benefit from the buying and selling aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's like helping us bring in money so that we can create these jobs and these careers and these like moonshot goals that we have for like our business. And at the same time, like, you know, I think for me, it's just been really hard to get my mind around how, and, and we do on a daily basis do things about 
these issues, but like, you know, coffee shops are always a part of gentrification. Mm-hmm. Being on you know, it's like, I mean, just being a human, it weighs on me, but also just like being a person of color and a woman of color. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, the idea of gentrification and the word gentrification in itself, it's like, you know, I, I think that Netflix show, Hentified. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really got it. Um, <laughs> man, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm dying inside. Yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> um, But am I? I don't know, you know? And I think, like, I definitely hold myself, like, I am my biggest critic mm-hmm. when it comes to the topic, you know? But I don't know. I think... There's a lot to learn there. There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other day, I, you know, with everything that's going on, um, as we were talking about just the, like, anxiety that can come out of, like, the uncertainty of the COVID landscape. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, you know, supporting Black Lives Matter, um, mm-hmm movement and just I can't even imagine how hard that is on black people and our black employees and our black community you know and it's like I think for me that's where where it starts to like really weigh heavy on my heart Mm -hmm. is like how do we participate in our community in a way that you know we're still being a business you know we're obviously not a social service it we are and we're not like in the sense of like we're not a homeless shelter and we're not all these things that i wish we could be but that's not our focus right and so it's like how do i tie these like how do i tie these like um is that me or you guys i think that's you you. yeah that's you (laughs) that's me yeah yeah oh yeah that's (laughs) my mom (laughs) <laughs> La Monchi's trying to get me on instant messenger here. I'm gonna sorry about that. Um wow, getting real deep and then getting a mom call. That's amazing. It's like they know. Yeah, it's like they know. They know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like I like I said, like um I try like not to go into that dark space because I yeah. I do know and I like feel once once I go there like it's harder for me to get out of it and like see what we've actually accomplished and like the things that we do do and I think that it's like really important to remember that like there are many ways to support and keep focusing on what we're doing and doing that well right. you yeah. know and, um I think it's just like continuing to have those conversations though. And I, one of the things that I really love is like having those conversations with our team about how do we show up to our jobs as individuals, but also as team members and how do we participate in dismantling racism within ourselves? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of anti-blackness within the Latinx community and every community, you know, and it's like, we've been so, um, conditioned to function in this system and in this society that we don't even know that we're leading in it, you know, mm-hmm. especially as, uh, like, as people of color. Mm-hmm. 
and I just, you know, for me, it's just like continuing to think about those things and how we can improve on them and how we can really align with what our heart is setting out to do. Um, And then within all of that, it's also just like, you know, I I feel like when I first started roasting, it just was really intimidating as Mm -hmm. a, you know, a woman of color in this industry. And I really just like looked for all the women roasters and like any like person of color anywhere. I just like, you know, like that, like feeling when you walk into the room and you see another person of color and you like give the nod, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see myself, thank you. Yeah, yeah. For existing in this space. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about like how it's felt in this industry, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's also like really validating to kind of just keep our heads down and do the work that we do, you know, because I slowly but surely like people are starting to take note and it's like, we don't do it for the recognition, you know, Mm -hmm. like we do it because it's what's right and because it's important to be represented and feel represented. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I mean, personally, like events that I've gone to that are, either SEA like driven or within like um, like Long Beach driven like I always look for that you know where it's like is there like donde esta mi gente you know donde esta like mi gente latina and yeah, yeah I, I think it's definitely easy to be like when you don't see those people there um, you're like you feel unmotivated you know I, I, I felt multiple times unmotivated even as simple when I go into coffee shops, like I know a lot about coffee, but yet I still get that feeling when the first time you ever went into a coffee shop and you don't know how to order a cup of espresso, like, you know, it's like, I'm intimidated. I feel immediate, like, cause I have that like sense of social anxiety. I don't know how I do the podcast half of the time, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I have that, that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have that sense of social anxiety so that when I do go into coffee shops that I've never been into, it's like, even though I might know all of this stuff, it's, and I don't see somebody that looks like me, I'm scared to order or I'm scared to order like something different. And I'll just, okay, I'll just have some coffee, you know? And which is a thing like deeply rooted, at least for myself, you know, where it's like, or as well, like, in the system that we live in, it's mm-hmm. like, we're, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I grew up where it's like, all right, you know, my parents came here, worked and keep your head down if you get yelled at, keep your head down if you're, you're doing things wrong, then do it right. You know, like, yeah. like do it right. Like that's all you have to do. And so I think it's just like a deeper rooted trauma that our culture goes through. And so it's like, but then like seeing it from an outside like perspective after like really observing that it's like, okay, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more people out there that are going through the same thing that are, that don't want to go into a coffee shop, don't want to go into the coffee industry because they're intimidated because it is driven by like white male, like capitalists, like it's driven a lot by that. And I get it. I mean, I, I get it. It's this country, like that's how it's been running. And now it's like, we're evolving, we're growing. And uh, a lot of people like, there's a lot of like these women roasters that like, I want to be a woman roaster because I want to be the representation for 
the little girls that don't know what that they think that this big machinery can only be managed by a man and it's like mm -hmm. you know and so being able yeah. to have those conversations i think are very healthy and more beneficial to me personally more beneficial than anything out there because it's being able to like tell me you can do this it doesn't matter your skin color it doesn't matter your sexuality it doesn't matter your financial stage if you're willing to learn about this let's do it let's make it happen exactly. and i think that's awesome you know i think that's awesome that you're able to like have those genuine conversations with your team and as well you are willing to learn yourself as an owner where it's like yeah whether it's like about the blm movement about all these movements that are happening right now within the, the community of color like you know we are willing to learn because racism isn't just a thing between black and white it's in our in our own culture in the latinx culture like oh yeah you know we've spoken about this multiple times like it is a thing like how do you defeat that you know being willing to learn and grow mm. um, but that's awesome i think that's that's really awesome and i mean you motivate me to roast for sure and that's one of my dreams for sure i mean i keep telling her just do it <laughs> first started roasting, I felt the most connected to ancestors that I've ever felt. It's such a beautiful process. It's like, you know, you've got science and uh, this like beautiful sensory element of it as well. And just like, you know, it's as soon as we started roasting coffee, I got all the stories from my tias about their grandma, about like how she used to roast her own coffee on like you know, her comad and like, yeah. and, like <laughs> and her metate and like how it just like filled the house with the smell of like freshly roasted coffee and she mm -hmm. would add sugar to it like while she was roasting it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just felt like I never got to meet this grandma. So it's our great grandma really. Mm -hmm. Um but it's just really beautiful to like hear the stories from my Diaz and like yeah. feel nostalgia that they get from like getting coffee from us you know yeah yeah it, it connects to you know letting our ancestors voices being heard through your through your like talents you know that you're bringing out and it's a very grounding experience it's really yeah beautiful. yeah I've, I've definitely done it a couple times and I've I mean obviously I was learning and I'm still learning and it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about it. It's just such a beautiful, like, a beautiful thing. Like, you're, the change that it goes through. And I don't know. It's it's unreal. Like, it's it really crazy. is. It's a good moment. It's very repetitive. It's a craft, you know. It's very, like, like anything like that. But for me personally, it definitely touched, like, that that spot, that sensitive spot where I'm like, man, I feel like one with the earth mm -hmm. and I'm making yeah. changes right yeah. now. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like a mad, like mad scientist. scientist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about, um, you know, so that's awesome. That's really, really cool. I, I never really thought about it, like connecting it with like your ancestors though. That's like a really, like, that's really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> did you have any more questions? Uh, my last question was your thoughts on expanding like your business. Like, is there like, what is it that you look for really? Like, do you look for a community or do you look for location or yeah, like in order to stay true to like your vision and the team's vision, like yeah. what is it, what is it that you look for when you're thinking about expanding? On expanding, you said? Yeah. Huh. 
expanding in the sense of like uh, more retail shops or yeah. just in general. Yeah, for us, it's never about growth for the sake of growth. I mean, okay. I think at this point, you probably know that about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know each other pretty well now. Um, uh, for us, it's always been about like, and we've learned to stop saying, oh, we're not growing anymore because as soon as we say that, like opportunity comes away <laughs> and it's like, it makes sense. Um, for us, it like, it has to feel right one okay. you it has to serve the purpose of bringing in more revenue for the sake of our team and the health of our business okay um we don't we're not in this i don't think anyone who owns a business is in it to to get rich a small business anyway mm -hmm. um they're definitely like yeah i feel for us it's always just been about like um just enough you know how to live a good life and how do we create a business that is going to provide that for us and for our team who's committed to st sticking around with us and doing the work yeah um and so if we expand it's within those those parameters of like is yeah. this fulfilling our mission is this going to help fulfill our mission um you know right now our idea of growth this wasn't within wholesale and you know we want to expand that as much as possible because that will help create careers for our team mm -hmm. that will help us like kick in more benefits for our team mm -hmm. um and you know right now in the covid landscape it's a little hard you know yeah. it's, it's, it's also a very saturated market yeah um more and more businesses are starting to do um multi-roaster approach which is you know great for many reasons, but also hard as a wholesaler. Mm -hmm. um, we were a wholesale like approach at first before we roasted our own coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I see the benefits of it and I love the idea of it. And it's great for our customers because they get to taste all these different coffees roasted by different roasters and different approaches to, to roasting. Um, but at the same time, like now that we're on the other side of it, um, you know, it's like how to, and also like going back to the first initial questions of like, you know, how do you create your products? It's like, how do we also like connect with people and create um, genuine relationships with our partners and right. like make sure that our visions and our values align? Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that like, you know, yeah, we have this awesome um, partner in Raleigh, their name is, uh, their coffee shop is named Heirloom. And um, it's a wife and husband duo as well. And um, the, Anna's from, Heritage is from Laos and um, Shen's Heritage is from China. And I feel like their approach to their shop is very similar to ours, they're, where they're, they've infused a lot of their culture love for coffee and their love for community and their love for like space and um super psyched when they reached out to us to be awesome. like you know they mm -hmm. like for us to be able to supply their their main source of coffee um so for me it's like connections like that that i like get really excited about like how do we connect on a deeper level other than just a business transaction right
it's like very pers purposeful, purposeful. Yeah. Like everything you're doing, whether it's like being a barista to being like the business owner, you're very like, okay, what are we doing? Like, why do we want this type of design on the bag? Why do we want, you know, to serve these kind of drinks in our menu? Like you were saying earlier, you know, there's always like a purpose behind every single thing. Like in to when it goes to the menu, to what cup you're using as simple as that you know like yeah that's cool that's really cool um all now the um cachets that are looking for coffee <laughs> yes yes we will that's definitely we will definitely send them your way i know there's def we definitely live in like a very like saturated area where um and i you know i've always when i first moved out here two years ago i always told everybody like i want to open a coffee shop right and like I feel like that's like the the little steps that a lot of these like people that are in the coffee industry go through you know it's like oh I love coffee now I want my own coffee shop and eventually I got to the point where I'm like no I don't want to saturate the area more you know I want to be more of a resourceful person to the coffee industry and then I started actually working in sustainability like with so, like third wave like sustainable like coffee shops and I noticed that at least here a lot of the coffee shops are very like white male owned and or just male in general owned and there is a couple a few there's a few coffee shops that are Latin based they are uh, African American owned or they're just people of color that own it and I started noticing that there's not enough outreach within those coffee shops happening. It's, it's let's open a coffee shop and go with it. And lately I've been on this train train of like, I want to open a coffee shop and I want to incorporate what we're doing here with the podcast and the projects we do. Like, how can we incorporate like all that within our coffee industry? Right. And yeah, it's definitely like, I, I would like to, now I'm finally getting that feeling of like, all right, let's open a coffee shop. Let's see where it's going to lead us. Like, if we fail, we fail. If we succeed, we succeed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely like a very saturated area, but I, in a sense of coffee shops, but when it comes to coffee shops owned by women of color, it's very little. It's very little that I see them. And it makes me just like, I don't want to open a coffee shop, but I do. And it's like, you know, it's like that wave of like, <laughs> what do you, what should we do? So no, but definitely when we, when we go to coffee shops, I'm always in like the owner's ear and I'm like, Hey, like, what are you serving? What do they taste like? You know? So it, when I go to coffee shops, I'll definitely put your name out there, you know, <laughs> for sure. Um, qu last question for me, because I like the question you brought up as so like you were like I was saying if we want to open a coffee shop eventually we don't have like a timeline or an idea especially because times are so unpredictable right now with COVID what do you recommend as like a person that has no experience in owning a business what are these first steps that you like you know that you're glad you took them or you wish you would have known that you could have taken those? I feel like the most important thing that we did was write out our business plan. As boring as that sounds, it was, 
it was pivotal in dreaming it and scheming it. And it asks the questions of like, how do you distinguish yourself from everyone? And it really gets you to the root of why you would do it. Mm-hmm. And if that is still there after you're done with that business plan, it's real. Like you need to do it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the, the, that rootedness and that like, we call them rooted reverberations, right? Like if it's still vibrating within you after you're done with that business plan, then yes, yeah. the answer is yes. You need to proceed. Even if you don't have the financial means, you just need to put it out there. Like, here's the plan. Here's how it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't have the money. I don't care. You know, what's his name? Um, gosh, what's um, In mariachi. He, he did it in mariachi. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He made that film with, like, minimal money. Like, the almost actors- no money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he made it happen, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Like, he persisted. Okay. And I feel like our gente is resilient and mm-hmm. persistent. And yeah. The, the business plan tells you everything. If you don't get through it and you don't feel those vibrations, take some time. Think it oh, yeah. through again. Mm-hmm. I like that. But I like that. Because that doesn't cost you any money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's that's a good start. It's that little wave, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. Press yeah. the ripple. Yeah, the ripple. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I think that puts some ideas in my head and yeah, like it's been in the talks. It's been in the talks and we'll see. We'll see where I'm just trusting it. I'm trusting the little waves right now. I'm trusting I'm yeah. I'm surfing them. I'm I'm riding them, yeah. enjoying it. And <laughs> you know, if if big waves come, let's do it. You know, let's make it happen. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> but um well, Areli, thank you very much. I don't know if you have any questions for us or any comments or shout outs if you thought of any good shout outs you wanted to get out there as well. Um to my partner Leon, I feel like he's like the hustler behind the scenes that hardly ever gets any love. Uh-huh. I mean, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> just shout out to him, and shout out to our entire team, and to y'all. Thank you so much for like reaching out. Like, for sure. I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure, for sure. We appreciate you, and um, we're excited. You know, I mean, I wish I could say. I want to fly out there and go visit your shop, but mm. you know, once COVID is once COVID is done, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll be there, we'll, we'll be figure there. Figure that out. <laughs> um, and we'll definitely keep in touch. You know, we'll we'll definitely keep in touch, whether it's you know through business, you know, trying to get some wholesale accounts going for you, um, or whatever. But also, if you have any questions about your business. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, so yeah. I'll definitely, we'll definitely be reaching out for sure because we love the model and your your enthusiasm and how you 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 really carry yourself and your team carries themselves. And I really, I that's a really good influence on that I look up to for sure. So yeah, well, thank you very much, Adeline. And uh, we'll we'll stay in contact with how we post the episode. We'll usually post it on Sundays. And then we'll do Wednesday and I mean Monday and Wednesdays we'll do a post like of you and or your you and your team, you and the coffee shop, and we'll market it that way. And so we'll stay in touch with asking you for pictures if you want us to post any particular pictures and uh, yeah, so cool. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice meeting you and echando le ganas todavía. Igualmente. Bye. Adiós. Bye. Bueno, va pues. Vámonos.